the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Supported by Invergrove Hyundai. This is AM980 The Mission. KKMS Richfield. The Twin Cities Christian Voice. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is publicly blaming Iran for this week's attack on two oil tankers near the strategic Strait of Hormuz. The president's making clear Washington blames Tehran. Iran did do it. But even as officials here at the Pentagon consider boosting defenses in the region, the president's hoping aggressive U.S. diplomacy will force Iran to the negotiating table. The administration seems caught between pressure to reassure Gulf allies by punishing Iran and avoiding getting closer to war. Acting Defense Chief Patrick Shanahan says the aim now is to rally the world to condemn Iran. To build international consensus to this international problem. Sagar Magani at the Pentagon. On Wall Street, the down on by 17 points to 26,089. The Nasdaq dropped 40. The S&P lower by 5. Oil up 23 cents to 52.51 a barrel. This is SRN News. And this is AM 980, The Mission. We are the Twin Cities Christian Voice, 401 in the Kingdom Builders Roofing Studio. Let's take an updated look, for, uh, look at the forecast before we get into Lee Michaels Live, a special edition today. Still near 80 out there. We've clouded over around the studio, and we could see some showers roll in this evening. Maybe some thunderstorms overnight, and we could see showers and thunderstorms for Saturday as well. Low to mid-70s for our high Saturday. A chance of rain again on Sunday. It looks like we clear, clear up early next week. Again, thank you for joining us here on The Mission. It's a special edition of Lee Michaels Live today. We have The Closer, Brad Carlson in. He is the host of The Closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Heard Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Brad is filling in for Lee today. Lee is back in studio on Monday, ready to go. Brad is going to be at our big event tomorrow. Dive in, dinner and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. It's all made possible by, possible by Minnesota's Closet and Storage Concepts. You can still get tickets to this event. It's a great last-minute Father's Day gift idea. Tickets available at am980themission.com until midnight tonight. Lee Michaels Live coming up next from the Kingdom Builders Roofing Studio. Is your child allowed to express their love for Jesus Christ in the classroom? Do you want the Christian values you are teaching at home to be instilled at school? At Avail Academy, formerly Calvin Christian School, we proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. We believe that God has made each of us uniquely great, not for our glory, but for His. Alongside the family and the church, Avail Academy fulfills a unique role by instructing and nurturing students from kindergarten through 12th grade. To use the gifts of God for the cause of Christ. We believe in teaching our students to live a life of purpose now, not just after graduation. We are experts at integrating faith and learning. To learn more about Avail Academy or to schedule a tour, visit our website at availacademy.org. That is availacademy.org. Come see how we can partner with you to raise up your children in the way that they should go. Avail Academy, Christian Education. On purpose. Two, two, one, two. My check. Entertaining. This thing on. Can you hear me? Engaging. We're having some technical difficulties. Encouraging. And we're live in three, two. 
That's not good. Pursuing the truth and helping you live out a life in Christ. It's Lee Michaels Live on AM 980 The Mission. And good evening. Welcome to this edition of Lee Michaels Live. Sands Lee Michaels out on assignment. Fear not. Lee will be back in on Monday. Who am I? I'm the aforementioned Brad Carlson. If you were listening to the top of the hour, and uh, indomitable producer John Berg, indomitable. Where did I like that? I'm going to use that one. Word of the day: toilet paper, John Berg. Yes. <laughs> you're right. You're there, right. There you have it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Indeed, indeed. Well, again, I am Brad Carlson, host of the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, heard every Sunday on this station's sister station, AM twelve eighty, The Patriot, from one to three p.m. But I am always honored to fill in for Lee Michaels, and any opportunity I've had to fill in on AM nine eighty, I even filled in for the uh, for the late Paul Ridgway back when uh, it was the um, what do they call Paul's show? The Paul Ridgway Experience I on know. the way with Ridgway. That's right. How yep. could I forget that? I don't know. I, I turned know. fifty, John, and my memory just goes. <laughs> it, Look at it's this. It's gone. Yep. Yeah. I, at least you got that paper, right? Uh, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I'll write that down next time. But uh, it's always an honor to fill in. On the AM 980 airwaves, because, uh, well, that's the most important aspect of my life is my faith, the Christian faith and the Christian worldviews. So anytime I get an opportunity to share as well as uh, have fascinating discussions with others, uh, I'm willing to do so. And we do have some guests coming up on the broadcast later on. Uh, Joanna Hyatt, who is the Director of Strategic Partnerships with Live Action, will appear at 4.30 p.m. Central Time Check out their website, liveaction.org. It is the renowned and uh, very effective pro-life organization. Of course, they've been at the forefront of these culture wars, particularly some many states who are passing abortion legislation, some uh, very pro-life, such as Missouri, Georgia, and Alabama, and some radically abortion laws like in New York, Vermont, and Illinois. So we're going to talk to Joanna about that and how they navigate uh, what has become really uh, the, the the biggest battle in the culture war these days is the abortion issue. And Dr. Everett Piper, who's been a favorite of mine when I've guest hosted on this broadcast, he will be joining us right at 5 o'clock. He's the former president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University and a prolific commentator, commentator on cultural and social issues, particularly religious freedom and religious liberty and academic freedom. Uh, Dr. Piper actually retired as president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. I think he's been retired just a matter of weeks now, as a matter of fact. And he's also a weekly columnist with the Washington Times. So got some very fascinating guests to join the broadcast. But like I have done in previous shows, I like to share who I am and how I came to know Christ. And for those of you who may have listened to me on this show before, and it may have heard my personal testimony. I, I'm a, I apologize. I hope you'll indulge me a little bit, and uh, you know, basically. And if you'd like to weigh in and uh, share your own story, if it's similar to mine, that's certainly fine too. Six five one two eight nine four four nine nine is the number to call if you'd like to uh, chat with us here in the Kingdom Builders Roofing Studios. But how I came about, I like it. You know, I like it. Just alluded to, I was uh, I just turned fifty years old three three weeks ago. So that means uh, I've been of the Christian faith since I was 16, about 34 years now, so the vast majority of my life. And there are times, there are, you know, we all go through seasons in life where we have, you know, well, they're, they're just as they're described, they're seasons where you go through a time of struggle, you know, when you're trying to cope with a, a, an illness or, of a, or a, loss of a, lo- a loss of a loved one or, or, or a financial struggle or what have you. And then there are seasons where... Times are good, you know, the, 
you know, health is is fantastic. Uh, your your uh, livelihood is prosperous, and every member of your family and your circle of influence is healthy and and whatnot. You know, th- th- there are seasons of life, and I often wonder how I would have navigated some of these more difficult seasons I've had in my life uh, were it not for the knowledge that Jesus Christ is our Savior and he will never leave us nor forsake us. And I I dare say that, you know, I could be like a lot of Americans. You know, we hear a lot about uh, the opioid crisis in this country, and and I would venture to say a lot of it stems from those who are using medication to kind of, you know, help regulate their moods. You know, people suffer anxiety and depression at alarming rates in this country and as a result maybe get addicted to medication take taken to alleviate that. Not all of them, of course, but 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 enough of them where there are a lot of statistics out there. And I I can't imagine having needing to do that in order to overcome feelings of hopelessness. And again, I certainly don't look down upon anybody who who relies upon that because mental illness is a condition and it's like if you have a physical ailment, you know, whether it be, you know, a bad knee or a bad shoulder, whatever, you need to take medication for it and it's the same with a with a mental illness. So what I think about in today's you know, today's world is how bombarded we are with more information. And all of it, a lot of it anyways, is not very flattering. And I remember where I was when I was 16 years old. I was, it was a summertime and I was doing what I did most summers is playing baseball and not having a care in the world. You know, I was just starting to think about getting a part-time job, but you know, when you're a teenager getting a part-time job, you know, you make a few extra dollars and it's, it's spending money. You know, because you're largely dependent upon your parents when you're a teenager, right up until, you know, you graduate high school. Or in my case, you know, I still lived at home and worked part-time when I was in college. So I was still reliant upon my mother. But I remember that summer of 1985 when I was 16 years old, playing baseball, didn't have a care in the world, just enjoying summer, didn't want summer to end. Uh, Because, you know, that means going back to school, right? Once summer ends and you get into fall time. Well... As was often the case, I would be done playing baseball, and myself and my teammates, we'd walk to the local uh, 7-Eleven store. They're not 7-Eleven stores anymore. They uh, eventually were bought out by Super America. Uh, so they, if you wonder why there's no 7-Eleven stores in Minnesota, they still exist in, in the country, but there aren't any in Minnesota because they were bought out by the parent company who owns Super Americas, which I believe I believe they're Speedways now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So another transition there. Anyways, I digress. So you remember... Uh, Big gulps. Remember big gulps? It, it's it's basically like a tanker truck where you put a straw into it and and, and you indulge. Big gul- gulps. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> okay. See you later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that's what we would go. And you know, apparently thirty two ounce big gulps weren't enough. You had to graduate to the forty eight ounce super big gulp because you can't have <laughs> enough caffeine and sugar in a sixteen year old, right? So this was after the game. We go down there and get the get the super big gulp and. The clerk got to see a lot of us come in there, and he got to know us a little bit. And he'd see our uniforms, and he'd just make small talk. Hey, you guys win, lose, what happened? And then, uh, and, and then because the Seven Eleven was also close to my home, I'd go there other times other than my ball game. So I got to know this gentleman by the name of Steve. He was a 
guy about 24 years old and young guy just got to, got to know him a little bit because it was a neighborhood convenience store and i remember uh one time uh walking walking in the store and steve was talking to his wife who was very pregnant at the time and after she you know he introduced me to his wife say hey brad i want you to meet my wife kim you know Said hello to her. You know, I didn't have a lot of social skills as a 16-year-old, so I probably looked up for a brief second and said, eh, hi, you know, that sort of thing. And I said to I said to Steve, I says, uh, Steve, wife's having, a, wife's having a baby, huh? I says, oh, yeah, yeah, we're doing a few months. I'm like, oh, that's great. I says, you know, and, of course, I, did, I hadn't read How to Win Friends and Influence People at that point, so I didn't realize how kind of obnoxious this was. But I said to him, I says, so what is that? How are you going to support your family working at Seven Eleven? You know, because yeah. <laughs> and he could, and he laughed, you know, because he knew I was just a smart Alex, sixteen year old kid uh, chewing tobacco and you know between my cheek and gum, probably, you know. And he just laughed. No, no, no. Seven Elevens, they they pay for a lot of my tuition. I'm going through Bible school. In fact, I'm coming up in my final year of Bible school when I graduate. I'm going to be a minister, and uh, and then that's how I'm going to make my living, support my family that way. And of course, I was not in church. At all. I mean, I maybe went once in a while with my grandparents and I went for a wedding or a funeral, but as far as knowing anything about God or church or whatever, didn't know much of anything. And I just kind of was like, oh, Bible school, you're going to be preacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to be preacher. Oh, okay. So preachers can be married. You know, I'm thinking of Catholic priests who, of course, take the vow to never be married. And he's, oh, no, I'm, I'm of the, uh, uh, you know, Christian faith, I can be married, you know, because when I think Bible school, I think of these guys in brown robes and funny haircuts who only say, take a vow of silence, save for two words every seven years. You know, that was my perception of it. I'm like, where's there a Bible school around here? And he just said, oh, it's, you know, it's right up the, right up off uh, Highway 94 there near 3M in Oakdale. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I never really knew one existed. So that was about all there was to it. And when he said that, I kind of felt a little sheepish because I'm thinking, geez, what must he have thought? When I would come in here after baseball games as this foul-mouthed 16-year-old, tobacco juice dripping down my chin, you know, saying these obnoxious things, boy, he must, and, and yet he's still willing to talk to me, you know. And what I didn't realize about faith is God's no respecter of persons. You know, Steve didn't look at me as someone who was irredeemable, but rather one of God's children, which we all are, right? And therefore, he looked at me, I don't know if he thought of witnessing to me or if the opportunity ever arose, but that was, uh, I, I can't imagine what he was thinking. I never, I never thought to ask him, but uh, he was still just uh, a friend, someone who was willing to talk to me, say hello. And he was like a father figure almost, even though he was only eight years older than me, because, you know, I hadn't had a father around the house since I was three years old. So perhaps maybe I was starved for that. But what I what I didn't know is that Steve had uh, so much more uh, to offer me. 651-289-4499 is a number to call. It is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Lee Michaels on Lee Michaels Live here in AM 980, The Mission, Twin Cities Christian Voice. want to share a little bit more of my testimony, how I came to faith. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a journey, to say the least, but it's been a blessed journey. Brad Carlson right here on AM 980, The Mission, back with another segment in a moment.
This is Jan Markell, and next on Understanding the Times Radio, I talk to Dr. David Reagan about his new book, The Rapture, Fact or Fiction. What are the objections to our blessed hope? Why would anybody look for the Antichrist when we are told only to look for Jesus Christ, our blessed hope? That's next on Understanding the Times Radio. Listen to Understanding the Times every Saturday morning at 9 and replayed Sundays at noon on AM 980 The Mission. This is the Entertainment Answer. How does Eric Stone Street say his character Duke has evolved in The Secret Life of Pets 2? Duke's more comfortable now because he knows he has a home, and I wouldn't say Duke is smarter, but I, I think Duke runs that perfect line of is he smart or not smart? Because you can just kind of judge him and think like, well, he's kind of aloof, but then he says some pretty, pretty smart things every once in a while, and you're like, wait, hold on, which one is he? The Secret Life of Pets 2, rated PG. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Guess what? Right now is the perfect time to tackle those home projects you've been putting off. So come summertime, you can just sit back and relax. HomeAdvisor can help get you started. HomeAdvisor matches you to the right pro for the job in seconds. You can read reviews and even book appointments online. HomeAdvisor can help with any home project, big or small, painting, plumbing, even remodeling. Find a great pro now before the busy season hits. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. So, along with everything else you have to do day-to-day running your business, you're trying to manage your digital marketing and social media. It's a lot of heavy lifting. How can you compete? Well, first, lighten the load. Get in touch with Salem Surround. We take the mysteries of digital marketing off your shoulders and deliver customers so you can run your business. To compete in today's business world, you must utilize every digital marketing tool possible. But who has the time to research, learn, and access all the options? Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. It's easy, and there's no heavy lifting. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. There really are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total marketing. Market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers. AM 980 The Mission and iHeartRadio. They go together like Batman and Robin. Here, take my bat radio. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Here's part of a real post from a real Chick-fil-A fan. Katie writes... Chick-fil-A, please tell me you are bringing back the Smokehouse Barbecue Bacon Sandwich this summer. Good news, Katie. It's back. Try one for yourself at your nearest Chick-fil-A. Real Chick-fil-A customers paid for the testimonial. Delays continue on westbound 94 through Minneapolis, starting at Huron Boulevard into Hennepin, then again from the Fish Lake Interchange to 9452 West. That earlier crash in that direction has been cleared. 94 eastbound, heavy from 394 to 35W in Riverside to Snelling. 35W northbound, slow from 50th to 42nd, mainly in the right lane. And then again, tight County Road 88 to County Road I, where it's down to two lanes of travel. Southbound, 35W slow, County Road I to County Road 96. And again, slowing from University to 5th Avenue. 394 eastbound delay only, Highway 100 to 94. And a westbound 494 back up into 35W from Cedar. That's a look at traffic. I'm Bill Lindy. Welcome back. AM 980 The Mission with me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Lee Michaels on Lee Michaels Live. Thanks for tuning in. 
651-289-4499 is the number to call. And hey, if we have anybody out there that uses Twitter, yeah, I'll hop on Twitter. Just use hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag Narn Show for any comments or questions. That's typically the uh, the hashtag Mitch and I like to use during our uh, weekend shows on AM 1280 The Patriot, the mission's sister station. But I'm willing to take some tweets if you uh, would like to weigh in at all. Thank you for tuning in. By the way, Lee will be back on Monday after a uh, rare and well-deserved break of being out on assignment. Thank you, as always, for tuning into our various Salem Twin Cities affiliates. Uh, talking a little bit about my testimony, kind of left off uh, with 24-year-old Steve just being a, just a nice guy to me and not judging me despite the fact I was saying the F word every other word or had tobacco juice dripping down my chin, you know, and as a 16-year-old. And that's what really drew me in. And what I remember deliberately or trying to, you know, respect who he was, which was a guy going into the ministry and you know, just being a, a, a good guy, not, you know, not using foul language, that sort of thing, not talking bad about people. You know, I, 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 I had a tendency as a teenager to maybe talk bad about people and, you know, Steve would say something along the lines of, you know, well, maybe we should pray for him. And I'd be, you know, of course, as smart aleck, teenager pray for him why he didn't you know he didn't deserve prayer well again not being a church person i realize god's no respecter of persons and that we all need prayer absolutely we do so i remember coming back from a weekend at my grandparents my grandparents went to a church you know where they lived in northwest wisconsin i went along with them and you know wasn't all that into it but i went along because it was my grandparents and uh, they told me to, and you do what your grandparents say. So I, I did that, and I remember the next time I saw Steve, and I, I said to him, I said, Steve, you'll be proud of me, man. I went to went to church with my grandparents, and that's where I think he saw the opening. He saw that I was open to going to church, attending church, and he had befriended me long enough to where he knew, yeah, you know, this is this is a guy I could probably, you know, I I have his trust. And he says, oh, that's great. He says, you should come to church with my wife and I. And he saw I was a little hesitant, and he says, well, what's your favorite restaurant? And at the time, it was Pizza, Pizza Hut. I'm like, oh, I love Pizza Hut. He says, tell you what, you come to church with us, we'll take you to Pizza Hut afterwards. Well, that's all I needed to hear, right? You offer me free food, you practically had to get a restraining order to get rid of me. So, yeah, absolutely. So, dressed up on a Sunday, you know, put on a nice polo shirt, nice pair of jeans, white tennis shoes, you know. It was as dressed up as I got, right? At least I wasn't wearing shorts. I knew that much. So, I, you know, dressed as nice as I could and whatnot. I went to church, and I, I can't quite explain it but as a 16 year old i just felt something i felt a, a, a genuine peace that, that had overcome me and you know by this point steve had been conducting a bible study with me and then uh, and then ultimately a discipleship course and then i remember november of 1985 after or, or i think it was october i think it was october 1985 you know a few i'd been you know we'd been hanging around for a few months you know he had me come over to his house saturdays for bible study and after Bible study, he says, well, Brad, you ready? I'm like, ready? Says, yeah, accept Jesus as your Savior? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. Been going to church, been studying the Bible, realize what I need to do. Yeah, absolutely. I realize that uh, God gave his only son so that we could have an opportunity to have eternity in heaven. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. And so we prayed the prayer of salvation. And 
I just figured was I was going through the motions, and I I can't explain it, but I just all of a sudden once I prayed that prayer and said Amen, I was overcome with emotion, and you know Steve and his wife had tears in their eyes, and you know they're embracing me because they saw you know someone give his life to Jesus, and it was at that point or shortly thereafter I remember that this was something that I had been seeking out since I was probably in elementary school, and what it was was uh, there was an advertisement on TV, uh, I think it was Channel 9, uh, where they, Dr. D. James Kennedy's TV program, you know, he's a uh, late, great Dr. D. James Kennedy. He had a show on Sundays that was, they would play it early Sunday morning on Channel 9. And it was something that I would see as I was flipping through the TV. I wasn't interested in watching <clears throat> religious shows. But they had this little little boy, I think his name was Daniel or whatnot. He says, today Daniel learned to say as he... Uh, learn to say his ABCs. Tomorrow he will learn to count his fingers and toes, and all of a sudden this light, happy music went silent. Or he could learn God's truth. There is a choice. And then watch Dr. D. James Kennedy Sunday mornings at whatever, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what? what? What's God's truth? What's God's truth? You can't, you can't just leave me hanging like that. What is God's truth? I don't want to get up that early on a Sunday morning watching a TV show. And it was that point when I was 16 years old when I... When I accepted Jesus as my Savior, I hearkened back to those days as an elementary school kid demanding to know God's truth because of this TV show, this TV commercial. And it was, it was like, that makes sense. It was almost like a prayer. Well, it wasn't like a prayer per se, but it was wanting to have my eyes open, wanting to be exposed to something. And I, I'm not going to say I had a difficult childhood up until I was 16, yeah, my younger brother and I, we were raised by our single mom, and, and times were tight and whatnot, but, and mom was not a churchgoer, but she, uh, she worked hard, and, and, and we were able to live in financial dignity. And here's the amazing thing, and this is something I wish I would have emulated from my mother. She never had a credit card during my, my, entire, uh, my entire growing up years. Never had a credit card. I think she had a JCPenney card, which you know she charged stuff and then paid it off every month, but never had a credit card. And we lived in a two-bedroom apartment for 11 years, so I didn't live in my first home until I was 17 years old, you know, when my mom finally bought a home because she was very, very good with money. And that, that, I know it's a slight digression, but my point is it's like I didn't have an impoverished childhood where things were so difficult that, you know, this, is exact, this came at the exact right time in my life. Well, it was an opportune time. We'll just put it that way. And the joy and peace that I felt was just overwhelming. And I remember I, after praying that prayer, it was on a Saturday afternoon. I couldn't wait to get to church on Sundays. I enjoyed going to church with my friends, Steve and Kim, but I, I just, because I said, you know, the, after a few weeks, I said, this is my church home. I want to come here on Sundays, you know, because I, I was a very routine-oriented person, and I wanted to kind of develop a, a good habit of getting up early on Sundays and, and going to church, the house of the Lord. And I... But this was different. I couldn't wait to get there the next day, and couldn't wait to for Steve to tell people about, hey, Brad, uh, accept, finally accepted Jesus, prayed the prayer of salvation, and just the uplifting and encouragement I got from people that I didn't even know. It it was just it was it was wonderful, and you know, as a young man, you know, in high school and then going through college, you realize that the problems don't end once you accept Jesus as your savior. Yeah, ultimately. You're going to win, but you're still going to have trials. You're still going to go through difficult seasons in life. And that's the one thing that I had to learn 
as a young person, is there still going to be difficulties? You know, sometimes, because I remember, you know, when I was brand new in the faith, it's like, why am I going through this? You know, I accepted Jesus as my Savior. Well, yeah, that, but we're still, uh, we're still in this world, and it doesn't mean that the problems completely go away. I mean, you could argue that, if anything, that's where the enemy tries to ramp up his offensive against you because he had you, and he didn't need to worry about you. Now that you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, he needs to worry about you, right? So that's how I, I came to the faith, and I, I grow every day in it. You, you never stop growing, okay, until you have the ultimate graduation ceremony, right, when you, when you uh, stand before your Father in Heaven. And I still remember the lessons I learned at, at, at age 16 where you know, Steve befriended me and didn't judge me and well, just uplifted me and could tell if I was going through downtime and, you know, didn't indulge me in, in denigrating other people, but rather say, Hey, why don't we pray for that person? You know, just the example that he set. And I probably haven't talked to Steve since the early 2000s, it's been a long, long time, but I will never forget what he did for me. Okay. And all he will say is I was just obedient to the Lord because that was part of his ministry. And that's what, and I think that's what we all conspire to. You know, we don't have to have a, a diploma from a Bible school or anything. It's just we should all be in some some sort of ministry. And uh, I'm I'm grateful that uh, that Steve opened that door for me. That's what he did. And it's been on. It's been the onus has been on me to seek out the Lord each and every day. And sometimes we fall short, and sometimes we you know have like I say we go through seasons. But I'm, I cling to the promise each and every day, and in my prayers each and every day, I thank the Lord for his faithfulness and that he will never leave us nor forsake us, no matter how dark the times are that we're going through. Again, whatever season it may be, whatever struggle we might be enduring. And that's what I can take heart in. So that's something I wanted to share on my heart, how I came to the Lord, and your story might be similar. But just know that his faithfulness, great is his faithfulness. And I sing that every day, great is thy faithfulness. And uh, I am grateful indeed, for he has touched my heart, and I can never go back, and that's a good thing. 651-289-4499 is the number to call. It's me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Lee Michaels on Lee Michaels Live right here, AM 980, The Mission, Twin Cities, Christian Voice. Have you been denied credit? Are you paying high interest rates because of a low credit score? Join the thousands of people who've relied on creditrepair.com to help rebuild their credit score. I went to get my first car. I had to get a used car, high interest, and so I knew that things were things were done from there. For over 15 years, we've helped thousands with their search for solutions to credit issues. We communicate with you, your creditors, and the credit bureaus with a unique approach designed to remove items like late payments, collections, charge-offs, liens, bankruptcy, and foreclosures that are unfair or in accurate and i've gone up 40 points already there are many services offering to tell you your credit score and even monitor it for you but what good is just knowing your credit score when what you really need is to fix it credit repair members see a significant improvement in their credit scores month after month call now to get your no obligation credit consultation including your free credit score and free summary credit report don't delay call 800-859-0720 that's 800-859-0720 800-859-0720 Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. 
but I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk, they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. I am in the Kingdom Builders Roofing Studio. Thanks so much for joining us here for a special edition of Lee Michaels Live. We have the closer, Brad Carlson, in for Lee. Brad hosts the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the closer edition, heard Sundays at 1 over on AM 1280 The Patriot. You can find the podcast at am1280thepatriot.com. Let's take an updated look at the forecast before we get back to the show. Uh, we've clouded over a bit out there, and it looks like we're going to see maybe some passing showers tonight. Overnight showers and thunderstorms possible, and they're possible throughout Saturday as well and Sunday. It looks like we don't clear up until Monday. Mostly sunny skies, low 70s for Monday, but it looks like a wet weekend in front of us. Thanks for joining us here on The Mission. We are found online at am980themission.com. If you ever miss out on a program here for Lee Michaels Live, check out the podcast page am980themission.com. Now back to Brad in the Kingdom Builders Roofing Studio. Hey, thank you, John. Yes, Brad Carlson filling in on Lee Michaels Live. Good to be with you, as always. And uh, we talk a lot of uh, uh, spiritual, but also cultural issues, too, and it's inevitable where politics and culture and uh, faith intersect in our society today. And uh, one of the uh, next uh, big battles, or continuing big battles, it seems like, in the culture war, of course, is the abortion issue with several states passing Uh, laws which are very restrictive as far as which abortions are allowed, if any at all. And then there are some states where uh, they're so radically, uh, they're so far uh, radical abortion laws that uh, it's just scary to think about the prospects of what uh, those particular states like New York and Vermont and Illinois are allowing. So this is definitely ramping up in the presidential race, too. Uh, LiveAction.org is uh, is a fantastic website where you need to go. It is uh, the largest online presence in the pro-life movement. Again, LiveAction.org. And we are honored at this time to be joined by Joanna Hyatt. She is the Director of Strategic Partnerships with 
that organization, Live Action, and here to talk about uh, some of the, again, some of the latest abortion laws that are taking place and uh, how this issue is resonating throughout the culture. Uh, Joanna Hyatt, good to have you on AM 980 The Mission. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Brad. It's an absolute privilege to be here and chat with your audience. So, Director of Strategic Partnerships with Live Action. Give us a little insight, Joanna Hyatt, as to what that entails and uh, what you do. Um, It entails getting to connect with fabulous people on a regular basis. So that could be anything from people who are influencers in culture, politics, entertainment, um, or connecting with other pro-life groups, other organizations, to make sure that we are working together within the pro-life movement to make sure that Um, We're messaging well, we are working as a team, and then it's also getting our message out there. So I have the privilege of doing like this, getting on radio, um, going and speaking on behalf of the organization and and sharing about the work that we do and and really making sure that people are aware of how they can be involved with us to bring about a culture of life. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate that. And obviously, this is a central focus of your organization is uh, is the life issue, and it's always been, I guess, uh, I don't want to say the forefront of people's minds throughout history, but when it comes to the political and cultural landscape, this year, at least within the past year or so, it has really become a uh, an issue that seems very divisive. And I was alluding to in the, uh, in the intro, Joanna, how uh, some of the laws that are being passed, let's, let's focus, I guess, first on some of these radical abortion laws that are being passed, like in the states of New York, uh, Vermont, and Illinois, uh, you know, I don't really want to describe what these particular laws entail, but the kind of the short answer is it almost uh, allows abortion just shortly before birth, which is horrifying to think about. Uh, in all of the years that you folks at Live Action have been working in this in this particular issue, the life issue, did you obviously this was going to be a, a fight in the, within the culture war, but did you see it becoming this radical, uh, Joanna Hyatt? Well, I think the thing we have to remember is Roe v. Wade actually allows abortion up through all nine months. And so what Mm. these states are doing is what is currently legal federally uh, to allow. Other states have just done a fantastic job of limiting or, as in the cases of, you know, Louisiana and Georgia and Alabama, really essentially eradicating abortion um, in their states. And so what Illinois and Vermont and New York are doing is they're just following federal law in terms of trying to to codify in their state constitutions and state laws, because I think people know the end is coming to to Roe v. Wade being the law of the land. And and so while it's heartbreaking what's happening on these state levels, I think you're really seeing um, where people stand and the lines are being drawn. Now, obviously, part of your mission, as you you talked about, is, is reaching out to develop partnerships and try to get the a pro-life message out there. And obviously you could probably speak to this uh, better than anyone, Joanna, is certainly an uphill battle given the cover, the media coverage. I mean, you hear of these, uh, if you take a, a survey, and there have been several polls taken, uh, as far as the country goes, the country is not that radical pro-abortion no. in the motif of Illinois and Vermont and New York, those laws passed. So as a result, when these laws are passed, there's hardly a lot of, play given to it, whereas the Alabama law, the Georgia law, Missouri law, uh, oh my gosh, these, these states are anti-women. I mean, that certainly has to provide an uphill battle for you folks at uh, uh, trying to perpetuate the pro-life cause, given that certainly uh, the, a lot of the media publicity is not on your side. I mean, absolutely. The media has never been friendly to the pro-life uh, cause, the position, and they're doing all that they can 
to cover for their friends, groups like Planned Parenthood, uh, any abortion-supporting organization, states that are pushing, pushing abortion. The media wants to see that um, put forward, and they want that to be the dominant narrative. But as you said, I mean, polls have been coming out lately that show that these laws are actually very out of step with where the American people are at. And there was a Marist poll that came out in February that showed even in New York, the state that you know first kind of set this all off, the majority of people actually don't agree with abortion being late your term. Um, they want to see abortion limited to the first trimester. And across the United States, about 70 to 75 percent of Americans think abortion should be limited to the first trimester. So states like Illinois and Vermont and New York are showing themselves to be extreme. And while the media is doing all that they can to make it seem like this is normal, the reality that we see at live action every day is that Culture is changing, and we are becoming more pro-life. And, and every day we have people writing in to say, we're changing our minds. We didn't know how horrible this was. And so I would say for your audience, you know, mainstream media can make it seem like a losing battle, very depressing. But the reality is actually very encouraging. And I think what you're seeing is people waking up because of these laws to say, wait a minute, this is not what we signed up for. Yeah, well, let's look at the other end of the spectrum, too. You know, we alluded to uh, uh, Georgia, obviously, has been under uh, a, a lot of scrutiny, particularly with their uh, with their heartbeat bill. And as a result, a, uh, a lot of industries, particularly Hollywood, has vowed not to set foot in the state of Georgia almost as a boycott uh, from the entertainment industry. And then Alabama recently signed a very uh, restrictive law restricting abortion in nearly every circumstance. Uh I want to talk a little bit about that. Obviously, there are those who are, uh, particularly in the political movement, they're pro-life, but they look at a law like this and say, look, we're we're winning the culture war. People are becoming more and more restrictive on abortion. But this Alabama law really takes it too far, and I think that might take it so far that the pendulum might swing the other way. How do you react to uh, people who convey that concern? I think actually what's happening is you're seeing people finally being consistent in their pro-life position. Because what is the difference between protecting a child at 20 weeks, at 15 weeks, and protecting a child at eight weeks? If we believe that um, all human life has dignity and is worthy of protection, then it doesn't matter the size. It doesn't matter the degree of development. We should seek to protect that person. You know, we do the same for humans outside of the womb. We would say it doesn't matter how dependent you are on, on medicine or um, other people or, or how big or how small you are. Your life has value. And, and that consistent ethic extends to the child in the womb. And I would say actually what's happening um, is you are seeing people excitedly supporting this. It's not, I don't think it's actually going to hurt us. It's going to help us because people see that finally the pro-life position is being consistent. And it's not just about protecting the child in the womb. I mean, one of the great reports out of Alabama was that they set the record last year for number of foster children adopted. Mm. And I think that's what it's showing people is that actually to be pro-life is this very holistic approach to children, to families, to, to, to life. And it's not just, hey, we want to protect the child. It's also then coming alongside, which Live Action works to do, with foster ministries, with uh, adoption uh, organizations, with uh, pregnancy clinics on the ground level, groups that are helping women and, and men who are in these kind of crisis situation. And, and so I think what you're going to actually see is a, is a real resurgence in the pro-life movement because the momentum right now is incredible. People are excited and in many ways, I think it's been a response to what happened in New York. And I think they overplayed their hand in thinking that they could celebrate um, death of children. And what is happening is people stepping up to say, not on our watch. And, and I, for one, am excited. As a mother of three girls, 
I think we are on the cusp of probably some of the most pro-life years we've ever seen in this country. And one of the talking points that is popular amongst uh, uh, the pro-abortion crowd is how I, well let's say you know let's stick with the Alabama law for instance uh, they they like they put up there the uh, the faces of the 22 senators uh, who voted for this uh, particular legislation and they show them as uh, as all men completely ignoring that this chief sponsor of this law was representative Terry Collins a woman and who mm-hmm. signed this into law was governor Kay Ivey a woman and I think Joanna you could probably speak to this as well as anyone you go to any pro-life rallies it is predominantly women so uh I guess uh, I guess my question to you is, how do you feel as someone who's being chided as what, like foot soldiers of the patriarchy? Apparently, Joanna Hyde. I mean, I just don't understand the logic that these <laughs> that these people throw out there. I mean, it's it's completely ignoring the reality of the situation. Louisiana, that law was put forward by a Democratic African yes. woman, and and anybody who combats this um, narrative that they want to put out there that that all women are for abortion, I find that actually incredibly offensive because. To be a woman for women should be not for the violence that abortion inflicts on a woman, but to say, how as a woman can I help you, another woman, uh, thrive? How can I help you pursue family and pursue your dreams and your education? And and what can we as a community do to rally around you? And so, you know, for those who are screaming that, yes, you know, I'm, I'm... going along with the patriarchy, they, they're just creating the narrative that they want right. to believe, but the reality is far, far from that. And, and I think people know that. I think women know that even as they look around and say, who's actually showing up? It's men and women, and, and it's mothers, and it's young daughters, and, and it's young women who someday want to have families and careers and realize that the best way forward is for us to help all women be able to flourish in the womb and outside of the womb. Once again, we've been joined by Joanna Hyatt. She, the Director of Strategic Partnerships with the organization Live Action. Check out their fine work at liveaction.org. Uh, Joanna, we have about a minute or so to go. Uh, why don't you tell some folks where else they can find you? Give the website any place else. Uh, I'm sure social media, what else they want to get in touch, maybe uh, help out your organization. We'd love for you to promote that. Absolutely. So liveaction.org is our main website, but then we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, any place that social media exists, we're there. YouTube, just look up Live Action. Lila Rose is our CEO. You'll find a lot of great content on her Instagram and Facebook as well. And we right. just love to connect with people. Um, so write in, email us, and, and we'll get you involved in the credible work that's happening in the movement right now. Uh, Joanna, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much uh, for sharing. And uh, God bless your organization. And uh, I know you'll keep fighting the good fight. And uh, we'll uh, continue to uh, promote and support your organization any we can. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Brad. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye. AM980, The Mission. One more segment coming up this hour with me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Lee Michaels. Go nowhere. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Mission Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper. 
and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 980 The Mission Bible Teachers and Ministries with Alexa and Amazon Echo. This is Jan Markell, and next on Understanding the Times Radio, I talk to Dr. David Reagan about his new book, The Rapture, Fact or Fiction. What are the objections to our blessed hope? Why would anybody look for the Antichrist when we are told only to look for Jesus Christ, our blessed hope? That's next on Understanding the Times Radio. Listen to Understanding the Times every Saturday morning at 9 and replayed Sundays at noon on AM 980 The Mission. So I'm I'm on my third child and also on my third vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. I'm Christelle from Mendota Heights. Did my research on high-rated vehicle, good value, and that brought me right to Hyundai. So now I'm on my third and also my third child, uh, which brought up the need to upgrade the vehicle again. So now I'm in a Santa Fe, and Hyundai brings a lot of features to the table for not a lot of money. And considering I'm taking my kids in the vehicle, it's also a really highly rated vehicle as far as safety. So Invergrove Hyundai was able to work out just a great deal. I love that about working with Invergrove Hyundai. The the staff and the salespeople really did uh, close the deal for me because everyone has been just a joy to deal with. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. You will have a great car buying experience at Invergrove Hyundai. Find them online at InvergroveHyundai.com. He's a security expert, has briefed the CIA, DIA, Navy SEALs, and other elite groups. He was a valued member of the Trump White House, and today he's the host of America First, a national radio show heard by millions across the globe. His beginnings, however, were far more humble. Sebastian Gorka was born of parents who escaped the communist dictatorship of Hungary. As such, he grew up embracing freedom and the American dream he came to exemplify. Here's Sebastian Gorka's incredible story firsthand at Dive In, Dinner and Discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka, Saturday, June 15th at Minnesota Zoo's Discovery Bay. We'll serve a delicious meal while Dr. Gorka tells his story and shares his thoughts on the 2020 elections, religious freedom, and more. Be one of the select few to enjoy this evening of intelligent conversation. Reserve your seats at am980themission.com. This event is supported by Minnesota's Closet and Storage Concepts. Now look at traffic in the cities on this Friday. A couple of crashes northbound 494. Got an accident at Excelsior there off to the right shoulder. And then emergency vehicles on northbound 494 after 394 in the left lane. That's causing a backup there from the Crosstown. On the northbound side of 169, accident at the Crosstown off to the right shoulder. Southbound 35W heavy at Washington to 5th Avenue. Accident on the northbound side of 35W after 94 blocking the left lane. Westbound 94 heavy at Franklin Avenue to Lindale. And eastbound 94, small hang-up at Dale to 35E. Welcome back. AM 980, The Mission. It is Lee Michaels Live, sans Lee Michaels, out on assignment, but back on Monday. I'm Brad Carlson, normally heard on The Mission's sister station, AM 1280, The Patriot, Sundays 1 to 3 p.m. As always, an honor to be on AM 980's Airwaves. And by the way, our Ministry of the Month for June 2019, leading the way 
And by the way, Leading the Way is a program that can be heard weekdays right here at uh, 6.30 p.m. And we do have a giveaway. It's a book entitled Conquer Your Battle Plan for Spiritual Victory. Uh, Devil, Great Deceiver, Evil One, Father of Lies, Satan, many names, one enemy. And whether you realize it or not, you are on a spiritual battlefield with this enemy every day. How do you prepare to defend yourself? Well, in Conquer, Michael Youssef says you first need to know everything you can about your enemy. So uh, call first caller, 651-289-4499. Uh, normally, I, I make you work for it and give you a trivia question, but hey, if you're uh, Johnny on the spot or Jane on the spot, as it were, 651-289-4499 is the number to call. And first caller wins the book Conquer, Your Battle for Spiritual Victory by author Michael Youssef, and we hope you enjoy uh, only got about uh, six, seven minutes to go in this final segment. I do want to get to this story uh, that I found kind of circulating online about an atheist activist who loses yet another ridiculous fight to remove in God we trust from currency. This is from a, uh, from ChristianPost.com. An atheist activist has lost yet another fight to have in God we trust removed from U.S. currency after the Supreme Court declined to hear an appeal alleging that the motto violates the Establishment Clause of the U.S. Constitution. On Monday, the court rejected without comment the challenge from uh, uh, from activist Michael Newdow, who claimed the inscription in God We Trust on currency was a government endorsement of religion and a violation of the First Amendment, Fox News reports. Well, let me just say, first of all, when you talk about the Establishment Clause, it talks about uh, a government and establishing a state religion, whereby this is the religion you follow. And the government does not do that, has not done that. That's not an issue. And guess what? If you are an atheist and a shoe god, your currency is still good, okay? It would be one thing is if you're an atheist and you have money that says in God we trust, well, I'm sorry, you can't use that money because you're an atheist unless you uh, profess your, your life to holy God. I mean, ridiculous. This is ridiculous. It's not an It's not... Even if it was an endorsement a religion, it would be irrelevant. It's whether the state is mandating that you have to follow a certain religion, which this does not do at all. I will continue reading from the story. In his petition to the Supreme Court, uh, Newdow argued that because his clients are all atheist individuals or atheist groups, the government violated their sincere religious belief that there is no God and turned them into political outsiders by placing the phrase, in God we trust, on their money. Petitioners are atheists. As such, they fervently disagree with the religious idea that people should trust in God. On the contrary, their sincere religious belief is that trusting in any God is misguided, the petition read. So again, I don't know how having in God we trust on currency is establishing a religion. Again, you pull out any currency within God we trust, is anybody going to ask? How you feel about God in order for you to spend it? That doesn't I, I I'm failing to see the complaint here. And by the way, this is what really this is what also stood out to me. The fact that the Supreme Court uh they let me see if I can find let me see if I could find that phrase again. The Supreme Court basically dis, uh declined to hear the case and didn't even give a reason, didn't even convey why they're declining to hear it. They just said, yeah, we declined to hear it. So 
Uh, I I don't know normally how this works when the Supreme when the Supreme Court de, when they decline to hear a case if they give a rationale or or, or whatever, but the fact that they just uh, dismissed without comment uh, could that be some high profile shade being thrown at these atheists? I don't know. Basically telling them to get a life. Who's to say? Uh, defendants have conditioned receipt of the important benefit of using the nation's sole legal tender upon conduct by petitioner's atheism, i.e. upon petitioner's personally bearing and proselytizing a religious message that is directly contrary to the central idea that underlies their religious belief system. It continued. Newdow's position, which refers to God as G-blank-D, also argued that the placement of In God We Trust on the money has real effects on children and compared to the, the plight of atheist children to the struggles historically faced by black children. Seriously? Seriously. Kids are studying their money before... Atheist kids are studying their money before they pay it off, and they're like, hey, what's this um, What's this in God we trust I have on here? This, this doesn't make any sense. There, there is, I, I'm the furthest thing from a legal beagle, but this, this just sounds like just high-profile whining is all it is. Nobody is infringing upon your religious beliefs if you don't believe in God. Period. End of story. The money still spends the same. What's the beef? I don't, I don't, I don't understand the beef. Almost sounded like that old gal from Wendy's. Where's the beef? No. What's the beef? What's the beef here? Unless this court ends the flagrant governmental preference for belief in God and the implicit uh, concomitant uh, denigration of atheism, the organizations, adults, and children bringing this case will spend the rest of their lives as they have spent their lives so far as second-class citizens, the petition declared. Well, again, unless there are the laws are being applied to you disproportionately, okay, like I said, Civil Rights Act pretty much covered the spectrum of this. You're not allowed to discriminate against anybody on the basis of race, religion, gender, what have you. So, again, I don't see how any of this is uh, relevant. In a statement, uh, Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Religious Liberty Law Firm Liberty Council, praised the court's rejection of Newdow's opinion. Our national motto in Godry Trust has been on all U.S. currency for more than 60 years, and it will remain there despite ridiculous attempts by atheists to remove it, he said. Newdow has, in the past, failed in several litigation challenges against the under-God phrase in the U.S. Uh, Pledge of Allegiance. Well, apparently uh, this guy is going to have a lot of uh, a lot of business going forward because there seems to be a lot of, uh, a lot of complaints, a lot of virtue signaling regarding this issue, but... Uh, you know, it doesn't violate and it doesn't establish any state religion, so I don't see where there's ever a case. Hey, that wraps up hour number one. Hour number two coming back in mere moments with me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Lee Michaels on Lee Michaels Live right here, AM 980 The Mission, Twin Cities, Christian Voice. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher mortgage payments. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates so you can buy a home with certainty. 
It's called Rate Shield, and here's how it works. With Rate Shield, you can lock your interest rate while you shop for a new home. So if rates go up, you don't have to worry. And here's the best part if rates go down, you get the lower rate. With Rate Shield, we really have you covered. Here are more reasons why you'll want to work with America's largest mortgage lender. For nine years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the fifth year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Rate Shield, another way we can save you money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records, racial approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Until you are willing to risk everything in trust of God's provision, you have not learned how it is to live by faith. That's Dr. Michael Youssef. Listen to what Elijah tells this Baal-worshipping widow. He said, before you bake that last cake for you and your son, bake one for me. He's saying to her, bake God a cake first. Be challenged this week on Leading the Way. Weekdays at 6.30 on AM 980, The Mission. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.